Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio by co-host Lisa. Hello, hello. Last week, we had a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Did you leave hungry last week when we were doing our show? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I was starving, and this week's show should probably be the same thing. We spent a ton of time talking about tea pairings. What kinds of things go well with tea? What kind of foods pair well with what kind of teas? It was interesting to really sort of parse all of the details out about the different types of cuisines, the different types of teas. This week, we're going to get even closer. We're going to actually be talking about cooking with tea. Lisa, have you ever cooked with tea before? Uh, No, I haven't. To be honest with you, I wouldn't have even thought about it until... No, and and I don't blame you. Like tea is like just so good on its own. It's hard to imagine taking it to another level like an ingredient because you think of it as its own dish, if you will. Right. And then as you start learning more about it, you realize it's absolutely a natural thing for it to be used as an ingredient. That's right. A bunch of shows ago, show number 32, I did use some jasmine tea to make rice with. So I made some basically jasmine rice, but it had that green tea flavor in it. In show 33, we also talked about using lapsang souchong in butter. That's a smoky black tea. That recipe was actually given to us by Chef Robert Wemishner, who wrote the book on cooking with tea. So Okay, so was it just butter like that you could use to like butter your toast? Yeah, and he actually was talking about using it on top of, say, like a fish. A piece of fish and like letting that butter sort of oh, just gently melt over a, okay. a beautiful piece of all fish. Right. That, yeah, yeah. Did, I, Remember, did I get you yeah. on that one? Yeah, you got me on that one. Mm. Of course, you can find all of these shows that we're talking about on our website, steepingaround.com, and they are certainly worth a listen to. Although in those days, you were not around, Miss Lisa. No, I was not. But we're happy to have you now. And in fact, you've done a lot of research about this business of cooking with tea. What did you find in all of that? Well, one of the most interesting things, I mean, I found is that the ancient Chinese have been using it as an ingredient since before tea was being used as a drink. They would actually, like, take dried oolong leaves and stuff fish before they steamed it. They would actually use the steep tea, brewed tea, as a marinade. So they were using it as a braising liquid? Yeah. As well as a seasoning? Correct. And actually, you can use like the dried leaves and incorporate it into other seasonings and use it as a rub for meats and poultry and other types of fish, too. What's interesting is earlier this week, we were fortunate enough to have one of my very, very good friends, Chef Romero Scavo from Pasco Kitchen, talk about using teas in some of the ways that you have described. No, you guys are pretty good friends. Yes, we go back quite a ways. I mean, how far back do you go? Well, you know, Chef Romero was really, really good to us in the time when We were opening farmer's markets, Uh and we needed somebody to come out and do chef demos. He was really cool. He was the head of the market restaurant group, which runs four restaurants here in the city. And now he's branched off on his own and has Pasco Kitchen. And in all that time, he was always interested in ingredients, like in a really sort of crazy, obsessive way. And at all of the chef demos, we'd go shopping for ingredients for him to use with his chef demos. And then he would just go off and cook with these things in such an impassioned way. And a couple of times I was like the sous chef. And he taught me all these little kitchen tricks like while at the farmer's market. And to this day, everybody goes, dude, you can really handle yourself with a knife. And a lot of it is due to my relationship with Romero because he kind of showed me how to take apart a bell pepper, how to take apart an orange or take apart some fruit and whatnot and how to make quick work of it all. 
Well, you know what? I found him to be really, honestly, delightful. And you're right. He's so impassioned about this whole particular subject. I mean, cooking in general. It was just really great to listen to him. And it didn't hurt that it was at lunchtime. No. And he and I are friends, so we have some pretty good banter going back and forth. And he is definitely going to give us some more ideas. So stay with us. We've got a lot more to cover right here on Steeping Around. Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, yerba mate and puer tea. Yerba mate is strong and grassy, while puer is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, yerba mate and puer, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of mayatea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on mayatea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers! Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea in studio with co-host Lisa, talking about cooking with tea, which is always a great subject for us to get into around lunchtime. (laughs) I know. It happens every time. Well, when we had Chef Romero Scavo in last week to do an interview, he actually talked about some things that made us a little hungry as well. Take a listen to what he had to say. So one of the great things that I'm very fortunate to have is a friend in the restaurant business, in particular, Chef Romero Scavo from Pasco. I have eaten his food for years, and he's been a real supporter of our farmer's markets and for local food in general. So when I had a few questions about cooking with tea, there was only one person I wanted to turn to, and we're lucky enough to have him on the program today. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you. So what do you want me to call you? Romero? Chef Scavo? Romero's good. Super Chef? Scavo. Whatever. (laughs) Just from around. (laughs) Yeah, old friends indeed, because I suspect off the air we'll call each other something entirely different. Well, so you have done a lot of chef demos for us at the farmer's market. Yes, sir. And you've done, obviously, a lot of cooking in a lot of different styles, a lot of different restaurants. What we really want to focus on is cooking with tea. Now, I know you like tea. Do you find it an interesting ingredient to cook with? Oh, yeah. So what is it that you find interesting about cooking with tea? The transformation of flavor, it really holds its own. So if you have a favorite cup of tea, you can transform it into food. It's just finding the right foods. 
So it works as a good ingredient for oh, you. Oh, definitely. Do you remember the first time you ever used tea as oh, an yeah. ingredient in it your cooking? It would be at the restaurant that I uh, would say that I learned how to cook at. It was called Crew and Eat Place, and it was in North Scottsdale, north of Phoenix. And the chef, Brian Riley, had me steam shiitake mushrooms. And when we were talking about steaming the mushrooms or flavoring the water, we suggested, hey, shiitake mushrooms, why not a good black tea or green tea? And from there, I've been using tea ever since. Wow. Steaming shiitake mushrooms in tea. You were saying black tea or green tea, but I'd like to see it done with pu'er with all that earthy notes mm. and all of that aged property. So eh, another show, another time. Mm, got me thinking about it and hungry. So what are some of the other recipes that you've done, some of the other dishes that you've used tea in? Uh, one which stands out to me right away was we made a nice green tea and lemongrass burblanc with lobster towel that was actually poached in that burblanc. So we made a great uh, traditional sauce, put our tea in there, fresh orange and lemongrass, and then steeped the whole lobster shells in it. And the sauce itself was so hot that we were able to turn it off. And it's hot. It's not even bubbling. It's real smooth because you don't want to overreact everything, especially the tea, right? So you let it all smoothly come together and took the lobster tail out, took it out of the shell, strained the sauce, and we had an awesome appetizer just right there. Those two ingredients was enough. You're killing me. I wasn't even hungry when we started this interview, but now you're talking about all this stuff. You got me going. Uh, yeah, everybody else, I could just see everybody salivating at the moment. I'm going to have to put in a kitchen in this office just to be <laughs> able to try all of these things. Using tea to poach lobsters with lemongrass, orange, and butter. Yeah. Yeah, can it get any better than that? Well, I mean... if that doesn't inspire you, I'm not sure what will, because that was pretty great. Oh, yes. It was amazing. And I was just standing there practically drooling because it was just, it sounded so good. So after listening to Romero speak about cooking with tea and all of your research, were you inspired to do anything in terms of cooking with tea? Or did you find something particularly interesting in terms of a recipe that you liked? Well, you know, I'm particularly interested more in, in baking, but one of the things I found really interesting, which I never would have thought, is to take the butter that you're going to use as an ingredient in a dish and you melt it with the tea leaves. Okay. Then you remove the tea leaves and then you can rechill the butter and use it in any of your favorite recipes. And it's just a really simple way of doing it. That's certainly an easy way to get started with just cooking with tea because almost anybody can, for lack of a better word, lightly and gently melt butter. I mean, even I could handle that. And I just thought that's such a great way to incorporate it. And I always thought you had to steep the tea and use the water. So the thing about talking about cooking with tea and using butter in that fashion is it provides a bridge between what I see as like the three main ways to use tea in cooking. The most obvious and the one that everybody talks about is using tea as a braising liquid. So you actually make the tea and then braise or poach something, fish or meat or vegetables or rice or whatever, in that liquid unto itself. Right. And then you're talking about using the tea as a way to flavor the butter, but you remove the tea leaves. And then the third way to use tea in terms of its cooking is to use it as a seasoning. So you talked about stuffing it inside fish or coating the outside right. or maybe marinating it and, and applying it like pepper to the outside of meat so it, it acts as a seasoning. So you don't actually get the tea leaves itself, right. but the flavor of it stays thereafter. Correct. Wow. So there's a lot of ways to use tea for sure. 
When we come back, we're going to go a little deeper with Chef Romero Scavo. We'll play a little clip from my interview with him that talks further about the use of tea, how he pairs certain teas with certain foods, and any suggestions that he might have for the cooks at home, not only about using tea, but any tips about cooking in general. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. My name is Roxanne and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea and they have put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house. But I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, this tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my Pomegranate Mojito tea as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the pomegranate mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, salute. back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio with co-host Lisa talking about cooking with tea. But this conversation was initially prompted by our show on pairing foods with tea. Now, I just want to kind of review a little bit about that show that we did last week because it sort of leads into what Romero and I spoke about. So they had some rules of thumb about how to pair certain teas with certain foods. Basically, yes. If the food is bold, then you're wanting to use a bolder tea. If the tea is lighter, then you want to use like a a lighter tea. It makes perfect sense to me. Makes perfect sense. It sort of follows the rule of thumb that you might use with wine. Exactly. If the food that you're eating has deeper flavor, longer, richer, then you want to use a heavier wine with more body like a red wine. And if it's lighter and fresher, perhaps more delicate in terms of its flavor, use a white wine so that it's not competing and is basically on the same level. But would the same technique or would that same theory hold in cooking with tea? Would the choice of tea be dictated by the strength of the dish? Well, we actually posed that question to Romero. And here was his surprising answer. So do you like certain types of tea? Like there's black, green, oolong, white. you have a favorite? Are there some pairings that you like to do? Depends on what we're doing. If the preparation is long, green teas are better. If it's a short, quick preparation, you want to go with the black tea. You want to let the black tea explode and then be done because the longer it cooks, you know, you start to go into a danger zone. And then always find where your region or your inspiration for the dish is and then find out what tea is drank in that region and those always naturally pair well together. That's so interesting. You're not pairing based on flavor per se, 
milder teas for longer preparations. Yes. Stronger teas for shorter preparations, exactly. and then reconnecting with the original terroir, so that if the tea comes from that region, it should naturally pair with the cuisine from that region. Absolutely, which is totally different than what we talked about with tea pairings in general, because we were just using flavor notes. But you've got a completely different idea about how to go about it, and you know what? That actually makes sense if you were cooking with tea that you would go that route. Hmm. Very interesting. So. Any advice beyond what we've already covered for folks at home about if they were using tea, what they should be doing, some tips and tricks that really lend themselves to cooking? Well, you know, it's said that repetitiveness is how you'll start to learn how to do something for the first time. Don't get me wrong; repetitiveness is the enemy of creativity. But I'm saying, don't give up. If you feel you've nailed it, it probably can be done a little better. And if you didn't nail it, you eventually will with patience and doing it over again until you master that specific preparation. Then you're able to move on. It's good to do a lot of little things properly than a lot of things improperly. Okay, so there's a lot of room in that regard for tea because you can ruin a dish if you don't prepare the tea properly. And of course, you know we've got a ton of stuff on our website about how to properly brew tea, so that should at least help you not make some of the mistakes right out of the gate. Exactly, and then you exactly. can work going forward. Well. One of the other great things that we're going to be doing with Chef Romero is an actual video, Cooking with Tea, where we'll demonstrate some techniques and some tips on how to prepare some dishes using tea. I'm looking forward to that video. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So can you tell us where we can find you? Well, you can find us on the web at PascoKitchen.com. So that's Pasco Kitchen, P-A-S-C-O, Kitchen.com. Correct. And your restaurant is at? 820 East University in the Main Gate Square. Here in Tucson, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. So what I like most about that conversation is the difference between pairing foods with tea and cooking with tea. So in one, it's obvious. If you're pairing them, you want to match the flavor of the food with the flavor of the tea. But in cooking with tea, it's kind of an all-bets-are-off approach because now if you're going to use it as seasoning or to braise or as a, a thing to poach with or any variation, whatever works with a dish is not necessarily based on strength but based on the end profile. And Romero likes to do it based upon time and exposure of the tea as well as the terroir. So if the ingredient is indigenous in terms of where that dish came from, then that's what he's going to go for. And see, I never would have thought of that. But again, it makes perfect sense. It makes sense in the fact that it gives him a baseline to start with. You're really just trying it out anyway. Yes. And don't give up because you may not nail it now. And yes, you may have originally paired a tea based upon its origin, but hey, go ahead and try something different and see where it goes and see how it continues to evolve. So in a way, he gave you a place to start, but then didn't confine you to any rules. No, he was basically giving us permission to go and have fun with it. Well, speaking of having fun with it, I think that's the direction we're going to head with the show. We will not actually have a podcast for our next show, but it will actually be a video cast. We're going with Chef Romero into the kitchen and going to actually videotape a segment. So I'm actually going to have to be on camera. And you too. You didn't think about that, did you? No. 
but that'll be okay. I've got time. So it should really be fun, and I'm looking forward to making that transition and seeing what turns out like all of the other experiments that we've done on this show. Well, thanks so much for joining me this week, Lisa. Oh, no, it was great. I always love it. And thanks to all of you for listening. I hope you join us next week for our video cast. And until then, I hope you're cooking with someone, but definitely be steeping around as well. Cheers. Thank you.